It's time for Sports Specs with Sam and Spence. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sports Specs with Sam and Spence. I am your host, Sam Parsons, with a bit of a special edition of Sports Specs with Sam and Spence this week. First, though, I got to introduce my uh, usual co-host, Mr. Spencer Vermeer. Spence, how you doing? Uh, very good. We've got my team in the Super Bowl. We will discuss that uh, at length, possibly today, but certainly in a week, considering what we've got going on for this week. That's right. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about kind of the plan for today and next week. But first, we have a special surprise for the listener at home, a special guest here yes. this week for, uh, again, what is, like I'm saying, a special a lot. I'm saying that word a lot to special, special, special. But we got Josh Club in the house. Uh, Josh is another one of the uh, sports guys here um, with the No Coast Network. He is the play-by-play guy for uh, Sigourney. He's uh, jumping on with us here for this episode. Josh, what's going on? Oh, just glad to be here. Happy that you guys had me, and uh, I don't think I'm as special as you're playing me out to be, but uh, <laughs> yeah, excited to do this and uh, looking forward to the show today. Yeah, so this is this is a it's a pretty fun show for you guys today. So you might be thinking. Why are these guys having the show this week? There are no games, uh, no games to talk about. Uh, that's what we usually do. But uh, this week, we've decided to take a, take a moment or take a week to have a little retrospective, not just on, you know, the show, but also the season as it has gotten to this point, because we have the Super Bowl next week. Like Spence said, this is the Super Bowl bye week, one of the worst weeks of the year for sports. But um, it's a, it's a fun, fun episode. Like I said, we got, we got plays of the year coming up. That is kind of the main theme of this episode. We are going to be talking about just our favorite plays of the NFL season in 2022, kind of the narrative elements that go along with that so that's going to be coming up but first we always start with our report card from last week and last week was champion championship sunday with the nfl the four best teams in the league going at it spence and i threw a wrinkle in our usual routine to make up for the lack of games because there were only two and uh and that we looked at props for the first time this season that was kind of a, a a new addition to the show and on top of that we also allowed props with long odds so for those of us who have been uh, who, for those of you who have been following along with us all season you know that spence was pretty far behind mm. uh, entering last week so we changed the rules specifically to give spence a chance to come back from the depths of hell yeah you say that thinking me. he's not going to have a chance to do anything like this so i'll let you continue oh but he did um <laughs> start with the NFC Championship game because that was the first game on Sunday. It pitted the San Francisco 49ers against the Philadelphia Eagles, and it was one of the most anticipated games of the season, only to be a huge letdown, courtesy of a completely torn UCL suffered by Brock Purdy. They initially said that Tommy John was not going to be necessary, but now I'm hearing that it might be. So we might have no Brock Purdy for the next 12 months. I haven't heard a really uh, uh, strong update on that today. Uh, yeah, I was kind of hearing the same thing yesterday, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Just a brutal break, though, uh, for the Niners and for Purdy himself. Um, when I said it was about, when I said last week that I thought it was about to strike midnight on Brock o'clock, I didn't mean that, but that's that's how it happened. Point still stands. All this goes to say that both Spence and I picked this one right. Uh, the Eagles were two and a half point favorites, and they obliterated that. The prop picks where things got a little bit more interesting here. Uh, we both picked two props each for the two games, so four total props that we each looked at. 
Spence and I both decided to take home run swings and predicted the first touchdown score for the NFC Championship, and neither of us were right there. Spence predicted Jalen Hurts at 7-1 to odds and whiffed. I predicted A.J. Brown at 9-1 to odds and whiffed. Because uh, who was it that scored the first Miles touchdown? Sanders. Miles Sanders. Yeah. Oh, In fact, I think he scored the first two. I don't, I'm trying to recollect some time where he actually did score a touchdown in the regular season, and I'm sure he did, but... I think I, he had 11. Did he have 11? He had a lot. Oh, my goodness. I, you know, usually you hear about the ones with uh, Jalen Hurts and some of the receivers, but I didn't realize he had that many. So, yeah, I guess I probably should have looked at that one a little bit harder. Yeah, but, Spence, you did predict that Devontae Smith would have the most receiving yards in the game. Devontae Smith had 36 receiving yards. And Devontae Smith had the most receiving yards in the game. <laughs> That's kind of backing into a win on that one, admittedly, but uh, I will take it. Hey, a win's a win. That's a good pick, Spence. Uh, just there, there were only like 200 yards of passing in this entire game. There were also zero passing touchdowns, which is relevant for the next one because uh, I predicted Jalen Hurts to get at least two passing touchdowns. And like I said, there were no passing touchdowns in this entire game. And they uh, didn't have to once you realized this team has no shot of really passing the ball and so we'll just to put nine in the box and get the ball back in three plays and run the ball more because we just we know this game is ours 200 so, yeah. combined passing yards between the two teams and yeah. zero touchdowns can happen when one team flat out doesn't have a quarterback for half the game yeah. and uh, the other team is playing with a huge lead and a run first offense to begin with so uh, I went over two on my props but Spence uh, you got two wins because uh, that Devontae Smith bet was two to one so congratulations Thank on you. that. Um, then the AFC Championship happened. Bengals-Chiefs, this was a very even spread no matter what point of the week you were looking at, although it did change pretty considerably. It was Bengals minus one and a half when we did the show on Thursday, and then it was Chiefs minus two and a half at kickoff or round minus two, somewhere around mm-hmm. there. Um, so either way, pretty much a pick em. I picked the Bengals. We all know Spence picked the Chiefs. Uh, Spence got one more there because the Chiefs got it done. I would like to reiterate that when the (laughs) Kansas City Chiefs announced that Patrick Mahomes had a high ankle sprain, I thought that that meant that Patrick Mahomes had a high ankle sprain. What gives? Uh, What was that? Pliability, I tell you what. Uh, (laughs) Mahomes, you know, the the dude relocated his own kneecap about five seconds after the whole thing happened uh, a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, they say the fact that he did that probably took about uh, eight weeks off of his rehab. He was out for about three. But, uh, yeah, the man just heals. I don't know what it is. No, no, that the Chiefs were lying, Spence. It's it's okay. It's okay. You know that things like that happen, but there's no way he had a high ankle sprain. Let's 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 be real about that. (laughs) The prop picks also went Spence's way in a big way, and this is how he brought the the season long struggle to an end. Uh, We again both predicted the first touchdown score in each game because I'll be honest, BetMGM doesn't have a ton of prop options, Hmm. uh, and that that has been our book of choice all season for all the lines that we've given this year. Uh, Spence, you had the first pick. You took Travis Kelsey at seven to one odds, which was a hit. Huge pick. You have any mm. any gloating you want to get done there? Cause... I think I've done enough of it over the course of uh, the week, uh, on and off the air. But uh, yeah, I think 
getting seven to one odds on that uh, with Kelsey just putting up so many touchdowns throughout the year. And when they get in the red zone, that's where they look. That's where he looks, where Mahomes goes. And I thought seven to one. I'm shocked this isn't like more like four to one. And so probably would have still done it at four to one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, to be honest, put my money where my mouth was. I did bet that bet uh, actually with my own money. And uh, yeah, I am dealing with a triple digit win after that. Well, so, congratulations, thank you. Spence. So you get, you, you're on your pedestal. You, you earned it. Thank you. you thank it. you. It was, it was a good pick. I also wanted to pick that, but you picked first. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go to uh, Joe Mixon at 7 to 1 because I could no longer pick Travis Kelsey. Uh, so that didn't happen. Uh, Spence also predicted the over on Nick Bolton tackles, which was 11 and a half. He finished with four. So no go on that one. Yeah. And I did get one prop on the board. I predicted that both teams would score 20 plus points that was one to one they barely did that well, they did i was shocked that the scoring was as low as it was so i've been surprised at how low the scoring has been all playoffs i know that playoffs tend to favor defense a little bit more but anyway that's beside the point the final score from last week was 11 for spence and two for me so here's where things get a little interesting uh, okay spence I am not sure who's winning now. You're not. I'm not. Okay. Uh, so because <laughs> here's what I'll say first. By the gross number of quote-unquote wins we've had this season, because I've been treating it like NFL standings all year where a bet is a win or okay. a pick is a win, you know, and, and so on, and, and a miss is a loss, and a push is a tie. By gross number of wins we had on the season, I entered the week last week up eight. So, Spence, you are now ahead of me by one. But if you go by percentage, win percentage, even factoring in the big props, I do still lead by a little bit. It's 48.0% to 46.1%. And we didn't decide which one was the higher priority was going to be before the season started because we didn't anticipate this situation happening. Well, okay then, what do we do? So... I think we might have to <laughs> we might have to settle this like off the air. We we might bring Josh in. We might cuz Josh is here. He's been waiting patiently this whole time to get his turn. Josh, you have any uh, initial thoughts here? Yeah, we I, we might have to we might have to, you know, brainstorm, but what do you think after hearing all this? I, I got a few ideas that we can go with to help uh, settle the score. Wouldn't want, don't want any guys to feud about this. So, I mean, there's all kinds of prop bets in the NFL. There's mm. all kinds of different things you guys could uh, go against in there and 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 I can help you come up with some. But yeah, there's there's options, I think. Yeah, we're, I think we're just going to have to make next week like as expansive as possible for the Super Bowl. But either way, like I said, we'll, we'll come up with a game plan. We'll, we'll promise that to the people, and it'll be fair and equitable, but I will still be mad no matter what, because that's just <laughs> who I am. That's the sports fan experience, baby. Very anyway, good. we're going to take a break. Uh, we have a, a fun conversation coming up, plays of the year, just kind of a, a year in review for the NFL 2022 season in general. But first, uh, we'll step aside, and we'll be right back to it after this on. KBOE. Welcome back to Sports Specs with Sam and Spence. Sam here, and we are now getting ready for our conversation. Kind of a, like I said, a retrospective of the 2022 NFL season. No picks this week because there are no games this week. And uh, as mentioned earlier, we do have a special guest this week. Josh Club from the uh, No Coast Network Sports Staff is with us. The way that this is going to work is that each of us, all three of us, are going to kind of nominate two plays each mm -hmm. uh, from this season and uh, talk about them. Uh, we'll have Spence cue the audio for us uh, from those plays when we're ready. And uh, then, you know, hopefully just have 
a lovely, lovely chat about the uh, 2022 NFL season and a, and maybe a post post mortem on the Bills and and Steelers uh, because those are <laughs> the two teams that we like that that are no longer with us in the NFL season. So uh, well, let's start with Josh. Josh, you are our uh, our guest today. So let's have your first nominee for a play of the year. As Sam just alluded to, I am a Buffalo's Bill, Buffalo Bills fan. Grew up in the uh, 90s, and the Bills went to the four Super Bowls, so I became a Bills fan. And so I just have to default to the Naeem Hines um, two kickoff returns for a touchdown. Oh, um, yes. That was, you know, everything that happened with the Bills this year, Super Bowl favorites. They didn't make it past the divisional round again. And, the, you know, of course, the biggest thing was DeMar Hamlin, and everyone knows about that. And their first playback was this. Your time. Like to keep us updated. Yeah, we'll keep everybody posted on Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Miami and the Jets were underway as New England decided to defer after winning the toss. And here's Hines on the run back, breaking a tackle and taking it past midfield. And down the sideline he goes. This is storybook. An opening kickoff return for Damar Hamlin. So, yeah, after everything with Damar Hamlin on the field, the Bills come back out after their suspended or the game that was suspended against the Bengals, and the first thing that happens is Naeem Hines takes it 99 yards and scores. And the biggest thing, you know, that obviously you're going to have the fan base emotions and all that with everything around Demar Hamlin, all that happened, but also just the sheer fact of how infrequent a kickoff return for a touchdown happens in the NFL. Yeah, nowadays yeah. it's because you know 80 percent of them aren't even really brought back because they're kicked in the end zone, but. Well, um, I have those numbers for you, Smith, okay. actually. <laughs> how how oh, frequent is it? Let's do a statistical it? breakdown well, on this. There was 2,698 uh, kickoffs okay. to, this year in the NFL in the regular season. Um, just keeping the regular season here. 1,011 of those were actually returned or had an attempted return. Um, so out of 1,011 kickoff return attempts, only six were returned for touchdowns. <laughs> two of them happened in that game, as I mentioned, yeah. the two kickoff returns for Hines. And quite frankly, I don't think the Bills win that game with those, without those two kickoff returns. Um, they were actually trailing on the second one. The first one was the opening kick, and they were trailing when he mm. returned the second kick for 101 yards in the second half. So, um, yeah, just not only – one, I'm a Bills fan. Two, what it meant around Mar Hamlin. But three, how infrequent it is to have not one kickoff return for a touchdown per game, but to have two in the same game is just incredible. I watched that play live, much I'm sure as you did. I immediately texted Sam <laughs> saying, there isn't a movie script writer in this world that would ever write that with now thinking nobody is ever going to believe this or just thinking that I'm making stuff up. And the fact that it happened is just unbelievable. Uh, you know, movie script writers did write a story about a big purple Titan getting a glove full of stones and snapping his <laughs> fingers and killing half the universe. So they could, they could probably but dream up a mi- scenario where it's Demar- mythological, <laughs> you know, it's everything that happened in Rudy really didn't happen all the way that they said. Absolutely, they yeah. just glorified it. And everyone th- now, now it's become legend as, cause they saw it. I saw it on a movie, so it must've happened. It's a You're true right. story, <laughs> but you know this they just they wouldn't they wouldn't believe this but this is that was it was a great this is a great pick josh because yeah. not only is and it one of the most much. memorable plays of the season from both a narrative perspective and just in general the uh everything that went into that but also like you said very statistically improbable those don't happen a lot so i, I i'm with spence on this one i was watching it live and 
Ooh, that was just <laughs> yeah. goosebumps yeah. all yeah. over the place. And, and the NFL record still stands for the number of kickoffs in one game is two. It's two, two return touchdowns in a game. It's happened uh, ten times now in the NFL, so only ten times in the whole history of the NFL. That's before the merger and everything that has happened where it returned for a touchdown twice in one game. So Yeah, he will be in the NFL record books probably forever. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, Spence, let's get to your uh, first nominee here. What do you think? Well, I didn't actually catch it, catch it live. I was watching a different game, but then they, I think, broke to it to show what, in my memory, is one of the most outrageous receiving catches that I've ever seen. Uh, this featured... Uh, the Vikings, Kirk Cousin goes back, fourth down play, and he launches one, and this is what happens. As we welcome you to Orchard Park with two minutes left in a four-point game. Kirk Cousins back to throw on fourth and 18. He's given time. He wants Jefferson, climbs the ladder. Oh, my goodness. Justin Jefferson pulled it in. The catch of his life. But we got to look back at this. How does he maintain possession all the way through? Not allow that ball to hit the ground. I, you, it's sad that we can't show video on the radio. Yeah. But uh, you know that catch got better after the replay. You just kind of saw it happen, and it's like, man, that really was a good catch. And then you look at it in slow motion. How that ball hovered about two inches off of the ground at all times. There was no. Nothing that made anyone go, yeah, I think I saw it touch the ground there. It never did. And, uh, yeah, just one of the most rack, uh, mind-racking brain catches that I've ever seen. <laughs> it's racking my brain right now just <laughs> thinking about it. There, Yeah, not a lot of words to adequately describe it. It's one of the most impressive catches that I've ever seen. And it was, I think, probably the first play that came to mind for me when we were uh, – thinking about doing a plays of the year episode you know because from a physical talent level of difficulty perspective i don't think that there's a catch there are very few catches that that rival that especially from 2022 so fine pick from you spence and also a huge game because uh the vikings and bills were both two of the top teams by record right in in the game obviously i've been vocal all year that the Vikings were not an actual top team, but that's beside the point. Um, the Vikings won the game, and that was 4th and 18 on one of their last drives. It, it, huge, huge play. Yeah, yeah. and I'll, all I got to say is uh, I am a Bills fan. That was against the Bills, and it was Cam Lewis, the Bills defender, that actually held the ball against his forearm, Jefferson's forearm. Now, his concentration and everything to finish out that catch is second to none, mm. and and you, you just got to you got to clap your hands, but you know, it, uh, on my side of the fence of the being the Bills fan and watching that win slip away, you know, Cam Lewis's first comments after the game were, "I need to know better. I need to just knock that ball down next time." He was going for the interception, but ultimately assisted in the catch of that. Yeah, Jefferson catch. Nevertheless, so. extremely impressive. The only one that I think might have been more impressive as far as catches this year is my nominee, and. Uh, I'm going to my team. I don't get a lot of chances. I've not gotten a lot of chances this year to gas up any players on the Steelers, but there was a catch made by Mr. George Pickens on Thursday, September 22nd um, against the Cleveland Browns, and uh, this is is the play-by-play for that. Second and three, Trubisky on the move down the sideline and reaching up for it is George Pickens, and he holds it in. 
So not not an amazing play-by-play call because uh, it was, I think, in the middle of the uh, second or third quarter. Um, actually, I'm looking at it right now. It was actually a first quarter catch. So, you know, nothing huge toward the end of the game that swung the win probability either way by a ton of percentage. But from a, like I said, with the Justin Jefferson catch from a pure skill standpoint, he wasn't assisted by a defender on this play. <laughs> he was, and you couldn't see it because, again, this is this is radio or podcast, wherever you're listening to this. He w- had his back parallel to the ground, and he was right by the sideline, reached out and grabbed it with one hand while he was parallel to the mm. ground. It was the closest thing to the Odell catch that I have seen since the Odell catch uh, from back in 2014. So from an aesthetic uh, point of view, I think this is a, a this is the uh, one of the first plays that I thought of. I truly amazing. I watched that one live on Thursday Night Football. Um, digressing just a little bit, you mentioned that it wasn't an amazing call. Josh and I were uh, talking a little bit earlier today. I don't know if there was an amazing call by Al Michaels this entire year. I hate to, you know, lay down on uh, Al Michaels because the guy's legendary. But I'm feeling this should be should be his last year. I don't know if it's going to be, but it just doesn't seem like he's into the game as much as he should be when you're talking about the NFL. I am actually I'm in agreement with you there, Spence, especially as a uh, play-by-play guy myself. I've oh. long idolized Al Michaels. And you and you should. Yeah, he is. He's an absolute legend, but I do kind of agree. You know, he's he's getting up there in years, and he just isn't bringing what he used to bring to it anymore. Yeah, And that's, yeah. that is a bit sad. But he does have a lot of money coming from Amazon, so I don't think he's going to be stopping yet. <sighs> yeah, exactly. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I just thought, I just got to agree with Sam on that. When I, you know, when we we're going to do this show, I made a short list, and, and that was right there. I mean, probably number three or four on my short list. Just, a, just an amazing grab, and then... Uh, yeah, so I, 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 all I can do is just oblige that, yes, that was an awesome, awesome reception. It just would have been nice to have an actual announcing call that warranted what we, that everyone just saw. Yeah, absolutely incredible catch. Uh, all three incredible plays, and we have three more that we'll be talking about. But first, we're going to take one more break as you're listening to us here on 104.9 FM KBOE. Back with you one more time for Sports Specs with Sam and Spence. We are continuing and finishing up now our uh, conversation, a bit of a retrospective of the 2022 NFL season with plays of the year. And um, and we got three plays left uh, because, again, we there are no games this week, so no need to... Uh, to be talking about any picks yet we are going to be talking about the super bowl but not until next week so um three more plays to talk about uh, josh our special guest today let's uh, hear your second nominee uh, my second nominee is going to come in this play though an incredible play in itself it had a lot of meeting at the at these two teams is uh point in the season so it was a uh pick six return for a touchdown by the jaguars to win in overtime Third and four, blitz coming. Prescott throws backwards and intercepted. Jenkins has another one. Racing down the sidelines. Rayshon Jenkins is going to win it. So that's Rayshon Jenkins uh, getting a pick six in overtime against Dallas to go ahead and the Jaguars pick up the victory. Dallas in that situation was driving down the field there at about the 50 where he picked that off at and returning for a touchdown. And I just, I feel like that was a 
point in the season for the Jaguars to uh, rip off a bunch of wins in a row to make Ooh. it to the playoffs. Not only did they make it to the playoffs, they got to the divisional round, of course, ultimately losing to Spence's Chiefs. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just it, there's just a turning moment in their season. And, again, the, the catch by Jenkins, the ball was deflected off of uh, Noah Brown for the for the Cowboys, and it just kind of popped up in the air, and Jenkins was there and able to take it to the house. And during overtime, you know, at that point, you know, one play, well, one play did decide it big time in this one. But, you know, Cowboys don't get the same record, and they were fighting for, uh, you know, top uh, record of the NFC. Jaguars looking at uh, any way, shape, or form trying to get into the uh, divisional uh, lead there, and uh, that uh, changed the uh, course of both teams. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. huge, huge game, or play there from a narrative perspective yeah an enormous play because the jaguars the the jaguars i think factored into the story of the nfl season pretty significantly Mm. just because of how profound their turnaround was i said before the season that i liked the over on the jags win total i remember that in the uh in our preseason show our preseason episode because upgrading from urban meyer to an average NFL head coach would have been massive. Would have probably been worth about four wins by itself. Yeah. They upgraded from Urban Meyer to a genuinely great NFL coach. I, I, how good he is, like whether I'd play some, you know, with the top five or whatever, I'm not here to talk about that. I just know that Doug Peterson's a very good NFL head coach. At the time, uh, bef- when this play happened, the, the Jaguars were five and eight. So, yeah, a uh, huge win against what was at the time their toughest opponent as far as a win was concerned, their biggest win at that point of the season, kind of their most, their biggest statement win, I would say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a huge for them and so, huge for the NFL in general. Yeah. So, uh, Spence, what, what do you got for your uh, second nominee here? Well, I do need to get something from my team. Mahomes always has crazy highlights uh Every year, I mean, there's just YouTube clips just filled with like top 50 moments of his uh, his career already. This definitely entered into it. This was a Sunday night game against uh, the GOAT, Tom Brady, which uh, now is uh, no longer in the NFL as of uh, yesterday. Uh, this was a game, though, that uh, the Chiefs really dominated almost uh, from beginning to end. A lot of scoring in it, but they uh, had one scoring play from the two that uh, just made me drop my head in the uh, bar that I was watching it like, I just can't believe this guy. And uh, this was a play that's a reception. Two yards is all, but this is everything that happened ahead of it. From the two, Mahomes escaping. On the move, Mahomes stops, spins, flips it forward for the touchdown. And now he's going to find the receiver stop and the little <laughs> push pat. Stop it. Stop it. It's kind of the feeling I had when just yeah. Chris Collinsworth uh, saw that replay. Said, Can you just stop? I mean, don't because you're my favorite team. But I know there's thirty other, 31 other fan bases that are just going, Mahomes, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> I so, certainly am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my apologies for that. Yeah, so this is kind of one of the... Exhibit A, as far as my point when I say that Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, but when you are, if you're trying to teach a young kid how to play quarterback, you do not show them Patrick Mahomes. You tape. can't. You can't do the things that he does. He he moves unnaturally. He moves weirdly. You don't, He kind of looks uncoordinated at times. 
He's just got that freakish ability about him to, and, and such amazing anticipation. I mean, he he's the best in the business of one of the most impressive quarterbacks that I've ever watched and will ever watch, uh, mm. and that was arguably his best play of the season. i got to give an honorable mention, though, as far as Mahomes' throws is concerned. He had a throw to Jody Fortson down the sideline. I don't remember what team they were playing against, but he fit it into a window about as big of a, as a dime. <laughs> and uh, yeah. he's, just, he's just good for jaw-dropping plays every week. Very true. So that leaves us with one more for this episode. What do you got? That's right. It's a one more jaw-dropping throw. But this one does not come from Mr. Mahomes. It comes from somebody else in his division. Mm. Uh, this is Justin Herbert. Now, this is a game from Week 2 against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, the Chargers were down by 10 points, and, and Herbert was kind of trying to drive them down the field, keep them in the game in the fourth quarter. But this was after he had sustained a brutal rib injury uh, earlier in the game, um, diagnosed him with fractured ribs after this game. But he stayed in the game and kept playing, and uh, he delivered an amazing throw. This this clip coming up has the of the play that happened right before the throw in question, and then the throw, just to kind of color in the lines of how impressive this was. Pump fake. You can tell he's in such pain right there, he can barely get rid of it. Can he keep it alive? Fires it. Caught! Inside the 10-yard line by DeAndre Carter. So there is Herbert again with that fourth down magic. We saw it all of last year. Yeah, so the play before, Herbert was rolling out, and he could have scrambled. It was third down. He could have scrambled for an easy first down, but... He knew that his his chest was soup, so uh, he just kind of, it was a pathetic, like, five-yard throw. It was like, <laughs> what is this guy? He should not be on the field right now. And then the next play, he turns around, throws a 40-yard rocket in a tiny, tiny window inside the 10 to a wide receiver that I don't even know was on the roster uh, prior to the season starting. Um and they scored a few plays later, and that kept them in the game. They did lose, so again, not huge as far as the narrative element was concerned. But I think that as far as just physical ability and impressiveness, I think that this was probably my best play of the year. It was an amazing throw, considering what he went through. Who knows the pain level on a scale of 1 to 10 that you always hear in the uh, hospital room mm -hmm. of how much it is that he went through just launching that ball. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I, I my ribs just cringe thinking about that too. So, yeah, it was against my Chiefs. They, you know, I will, I will accept that because <laughs> I will also accept the fact that the Chiefs won that game. So needed that one big time to... Uh, keep that uh, number one ranking for the end of the year yeah huge game at the early season well josh got to give you a thanks for uh coming on in here who knows uh being probably a good opportunity for you to uh give us those uh prop picks to uh break some ties for next year yeah and i appreciate you having me um it's fun fun talk to talk or fun uh, reminiscing the nfl season when you're going through to pick these plays it's just amazing the amount of plays you go through. Like, just you go to YouTube and you look up NFL plays of the seasons, and there's hours of video, and it's mm. just it's incredible the all the amazing plays. But I think I think we narrowed it down to six of probably the best plays in the NFL this year. You bet. Yeah, well said there by Josh, and I like how what Spence said. Uh, we hope to have you on back on the show at some point in the future. Maybe we're still trying to decide if we like you enough. <laughs> but in any case, don't don't upset him too much. We need him for a signature play by play. We don't want to. Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> get him to the point where he walks from that. <laughs> well, folks, that's going to do it for us uh, this week. Thanks for joining us uh, for, again, just a fun little uh, retrospective show. Nothing on the line here, but uh, we're going to get back on that grind next week. In the meantime, if you are listening to this on the podcast platform of your choice, please be sure to rate and review it. That would be uh, greatly appreciated. This has been Sports Specs with Sam and Spence. We'll kick it back to the country tunes and so long. And have a great weekend, everybody. 